all my good work the night before be thrown away. I brace myself. What's wrong with this tie? I've seen you give it a nasty look before. Speak out like a man. What's the matter with it? Too ornate, sir. Nonsense. A cheerful pink, nothing more. Unsuitable, sir. Jeeves, this is the tie I wear. Very good, sir. Dashed unpleasant. I could see the man was wounded. But I was firm. I tied the tie, got into the coat and waistcoat, and went into the sitting-room. Hello, 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 I said. What? Ah, how do you do, Mr. Worcester? You have never met my son Wilmot, I think. Motty, darling, this is Mr. Worcester. Lady Malvern was a hearty, happy, healthy, overpowering sort of dashed female. Not so very tall, but making up for it by measuring about six feet from the O.P. to the prompt side. She fitted into my biggest armchair as if it had been built round her by someone who knew they were wearing armchairs tight about the hips that season. She had bright, bulging eyes and a lot of yellow hair, and when she spoke she showed about fifty-seven front teeth. She was one of those women who kind of numb a fellow's faculties. She made me feel as if I were ten years old and had been brought into the drawing-room in my Sunday clothes to say, How'd you do? altogether by no means the sort of thing a chappie would wish to find in his sitting-room before breakfast. Motty, the son, was about twenty-three, tall and thin and meek-looking. He had the same yellow hair as his mother, but he wore it plastered down and parted in the middle. His eyes bulged, too, but they weren't bright. They were a dull grey with pink rims. His chin gave up the struggle about halfway down and he didn't appear to have any eyelashes. A mild, furtive, sheepish sort of blighter, in short. Awfully glad to see you, I said. So you've popped over, eh? Making a long stay in America? About a month. Your aunt gave me your address and told me to be sure and call on you. I was glad to hear this, as it showed that Aunt Agatha was beginning to come round a bit. There had been some unpleasantness a year before, when she had sent me over to New York to disentangle my cousin Gussie from the clutches of a girl on the musical stage. When I tell you that by the time I had finished my operation, Gussie had not only married the girl, but had gone on the stage himself, and was doing well. You'll understand that Aunt Agatha was upset, to no small extent. I simply hadn't dared go back and face her and it was a relief to find that time had healed the wound and all that sort of thing, enough to make her tell her pals to look me up. What I mean is, much as I liked America, I didn't want to have England barred to me for the rest of my natural. And, believe me, England is a jolly sight too small for anyone to live in with Aunt Agatha if she's really on the warpath. So I braced on hearing these kind words and smiled genially on the assemblage. Your aunt said that you would do anything in your power to be of assistance to us. Rather, oh, rather, absolutely. Thank you so much. I want you to put my dear Motty up for a little while. I didn't quite get this for a moment. Put him up? For my clubs? No, no. Darling Motty is essentially a home bird, aren't you, Motty, darling? Motty, who was sucking the knob of his stick, uncorked himself. Yes, mother, he said, and corked himself up again. I should not like him to belong to clubs. I mean, put him up here. Have him to live with you while I am away. These frightful words trickled out of her like honey. 
the woman simply didn't seem to understand the ghastly nature of her proposal. I gave Motty the swift east to west. He was sitting with his mouth nuzzling the stick, blinking at the wall. The thought of having this planted on me for an indefinite period appalled me. Absolutely appalled me, don't you know? I was just starting to say that the shot wasn't on the board at any price, and that the first sign Motty gave of trying to nestle into my little home, I would yell for the police, when she went on, rolling placidly over me, as it were. There was something about this woman that sapped a chappie's willpower. I am leaving New York by the midday train, as I have to pay a visit to Sing Sing Prison. I am extremely interested in prison conditions in America. After that, I work my way gradually across the coast, visiting the points of interest on the journey. You see, Mr. Worcester, I am in America principally on business. No doubt you read my book. India.